Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show number 899. Groups of acorn woodpeckers have been described by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology as looking like a troop of wide-eyed clowns. But the ones our friend Kimberly Mutu has been observing are definitely not clowning around, as she reports in this audio postcard from Woodside, California. Hi, this is Kimberly Mutu. I'm standing at Filoli Historic House and Gardens on the edge of the property in the middle of an oak grove. For the last three days, uh, 20 to 25 male acorn woodpeckers have been fighting to become the new alpha male for this particular family group. When a male dies, all the resident area woodpeckers come over and fight for the position to be the new head of that family group. You can hear them squawking above me. They've been doing this continuously for the last three days. Males attempting to steal acorns from the granary tree, other birds flying in, attacking them, back and forth, back and forth. It's been quite a scene here. That's it here from California. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, acorn woodpeckers. Kimberly also sent us uh, a link that we'll use for a conservation salute this morning. So thank you, Kimberly, for that, too. A little bird flu update. A new University of Georgia study focuses on backyard chicken flocks, and they suggest that wild birds come into contact with these flocks more frequently than people realize, creating a pathway for pathogens to transmit back and forth and increasing the risk for events that can threaten the health of wild birds as well as that of the chickens and the people who care for them. Lots of good info from the Department of Agriculture and other sources about keeping poultry flocks healthy is easily found online. As for feeding backyard birds, the latest word from the National Wildlife Disease Program as of the last week in August is that there is currently very low risk of an outbreak among wild songbirds and no official recommendation to take down feeders unless you also keep domestic poultry. Always recommended that feeders and bird baths be cleaned regularly and thoroughly. Then there are the Canada geese that are sort of loved and hated by lots of folks, with the hate part involving mostly the droppings the birds leave in places like public parks. Our friend Trevor Fletcher up in British Columbia sent us a story about how park officials in Vancouver are trying to control the problem by fining people who feed geese $500 in using an egg-addling program to keep the eggs from hatching. And they've created an action plan that will be presented to the Parks Board in early 2023. Meanwhile, on the other end of the continent, in South Portland, Maine, officials have had it 
with the geese in their droppings, especially in a place called Mill Creek Pond, and they're hatching a multi-pronged approach that includes covering the grass with geese repellent and adding sprinklers, alarms, air horns, dogs, lasers, and remote-controlled boats. They try to keep those geese away from there. And they're also installing a fence around there and trying to convince folks uh, not to feed those birds. Ah, the sound of our mystery bird. The actual contest coming along a bit later, but we wanted to get you kind of ready for that to uh, call in when we kind of give the signal a little bit later on. Our mystery bird is a striking member of the Corvid family with pied or patchy black and white coloring, a stout dark bill, and glossy iridescence on the wings and long tail. Our bird, which is a year-round resident from Alaska and western Canada down through northern California and the Great Plains, is often seen sitting on fence posts and road signs, flashing its white wing patches in flight and vocalizing in a stream of sharp nasal calls, such as the ones we just heard. Our mystery bird feeds on insects and carrion and is known to pluck ticks from the backs of moose and cows. It's our mystery bird. Our prizes include the beautiful, original, iconic A6F Droll Yankees Classic Bird Feeder, invented in 1969 by Droll Yankees founder Peter Killam, the first ever tubular bird feeder And uh, more than a million A6 feeders later, it's still a constantly imitated classic. Plus, a 12-ounce bag of our favorite coffee, the one whose growing method helps preserve the tropical forests where our warblers and tanagers and thrushes and many other birds spend the winter. It's shade-grown, bird-friendly, certified organic, fair trade, and delicious birds and beans coffee. So, prizes and the bird for our mystery bird contest... Uh, coming along just a little bit later on on this morning's show. Conservation salutes of the week. What will we do without California? We had a salute to the Golden State last week for their bold plans to start the process of sending fossil fuel cars to the dustbin of automotive history by banning their sale just a few years from now. And our friend and audio postcard sender Kimberly Mutu sent us a story about another California climate initiative in which legislators approved a record $54 billion in climate spending and passed dramatic new restrictions on oil and gas drilling and added a mandate that California stop adding carbon dioxide to the atmosphere by 2045. Meanwhile, happy to say that we're not doing nothing here on the East Coast and we're proud to salute our home state of Massachusetts, where as part of a new climate bill signed by Governor Charlie Baker, 10 cities and towns are preparing a pilot project to ban fossil fuels for new buildings and in major renovations of existing buildings. That's part one. We'll have part two about that uh, next week. How do we get the word about our show and... Birds and conservation out there, well, mostly through our wonderful Talking Birds ambassadors who allow us to send them a bunch of cards about our show that they hand out to friends and neighbors at their 
convenience. We'll explain how to do it in a moment. But thank you to Diane Egan from Ontario, New York, up there in the northwest corner of Wayne County and named for the Great Lake on its northern border. Thank you, Diane. And thank you to John Foley from Minneapolis, Minnesota. John says, just stumbled onto your show and really enjoy it. Thank you for that, John. And, of course, thanks for being a Talking Birds ambassador. So easy to do and to sign up for. Just go to the Get Involved tab at the top of our homepage, and that would be at TalkingBirds.com. No G in talking. Still to come today. We'll offer a brief overview of some exciting bird festivals taking place in September at several locations around the U.S. and Canada. And we'll talk to Rhode Island Audubon's Jeff Hall about their special event, the Raptor Weekend. Also today, the legendary Mike O'Connor will join us for a Let's Ask Mike live segment about platform feeders. He's pretty excited about this, as we'll see. Up next, a bird that unfortunately has been heavily affected by avian flu gets a little respect now as our featured feathered friend. It's a bird that some would say is like a painting by Monet. Looks better from far away. It's presented by Birdwatching Magazine for more than a quarter century. Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. Today's featured feathered friend is really beautiful, right? Uh, okay, but this bird makes a sweet sound. Um, but it's a really elegant bird. Okay, our bird is pretty creepy looking and horrible sounding like this. And that's a baby. The grown-ups sound more like this. Keep practicing, baby. Our bird is the turkey vulture, a medium-sized vulture, mostly black, with a red featherless head and upper neck. It uses its keen sense of smell to find the expired animals on which it mostly feeds. That's a messy business. If the head and neck were covered with feathers, that'd be even more messy. The turkey vulture relies on a sophisticated immune system to protect it from becoming ill on that very specialized diet, although there is one thing that its immune system is ill-equipped to deal with. That would be the lead that ends up in carcasses left behind by hunters. The bird will likely survive, though, just as it made it through the run-in with the now-banned, in the U.S., DDT. Turkey vultures have expanded their range in recent years from their formerly all-southern territories, and they're now among the most common large carnivorous birds in North America. Partners in Flight estimates a global breeding population of 18 million. It's probably a good thing that you don't have to get very close to a turkey vulture to identify it, and it's pretty easy to ID when it's flying, thanks to the way it holds its wings in a dihedral or deep V pattern, almost like an oversized rock pigeon making wobbly circles in the sky. Want to hear the sound again? I didn't think so. Today's Talkin' Birds featured feathered friend, Cathartes aura, the turkey vulture. 
One thing we missed, Saturday, September 3rd, was International Vulture Awareness Day. And one translation, by the way, of the scientific name of that bird, Cathartes aura, cleansing breeze. We have a beautiful breeze from Rhode Island this morning. We'll find out about that in just a moment. But uh, first, some exciting bird festivals going on around the country and up in Canada. Here's one, Holly Springs, Mississippi. It's the Hummingbird Migration and Nature Celebration, September 10th and 11th. So if you're hearing our show without too much of a delay, there's time for that one. Especially this one in Houston, Texas, the Houston Audubon Bird Week. And I say that because it's virtual and in person. That's September 17th through the 24th. And up in Tadoussac, Quebec and surrounding area, the Côte Nord Migratory Bird Festival, September 22nd through 25. And one that's a little closer to our southern New England home base that's happening on September 10th and 11th. This is where that breeze comes in. It's the Audubon Society of Rhode Island Raptor Weekend. And here to tell us all about it is noted raptor wrangler, Jeff Hall. Good morning, Jeff. <laughs> Good morning, Ray. I, I don't know if the breeze means I'm going to talk too long. I'm not sure. But. <laughs> I'll let you figure that out, Jeff. We'll see how the, <laughs> how the timing goes here. I know you're, maybe you're, I don't know if that you really are a raptor wrangler. You don't, I don't think you even drive a wrangler. Uh, do well, you? it's hard to saddle up those birds sometimes. <laughs> so it's very, you know, it's challenging. Yeah. Well, the big raptor weekend, we would love to be there again this weekend, but we know we have our 900th show next week and we're kind of doing all this stuff and, uh, so you'll have to carry on without us. I think you can probably handle it, though. Well, we're going to miss you, I'll tell you. I've had people call, so that's, you yeah. know, people were yeah. wanting to know if you were going to be there, and I said, no, mm. you'll have to listen on the radio this year. Yeah, they didn't say whether that was a good thing or... or, or I, I, I'm keeping that to keep, myself. Keep that quiet is a good, is a good <laughs> idea. Jeff is actually Audubon Society of Rhode Island Senior Director of Advancement, the Big Raptor Weekend, Saturday, September 10th, and Sunday... September 11th. Jeff, what's going to be happening there and when exactly? Well, thanks again, Ray, for having us on. So Raptor Weekend's our largest event uh, here at Rhode Island Audubon. On Saturday, we have Blue Moon Raptors, Horizon Wings. We have a lecture by our uh, Senior Director of Avian Research, Charles Clarkson, about mm. raptors, their mm. evolution, their, uh, um, their ecology. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Sunday, our good friends, Marsha and uh, Mark, Oh, my good friends, Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> and uh, Eyes on Owls will be here, Christine Critters, mm-hmm. and new this year, we're going to have Raptor Jeopardy. Whoa. So come before noon and um, get your Alex Trebek uh, clothes on and we'll uh, do some Jeopardy. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's planned this way so far, but I'm going to be calling uh, Audubon next, uh, probably today, and uh recommending that they put you in there as the host of uh, Jeopardy because <laughs> I've, I've been to the, the auctions there and you're the auctioneer and you're I mean you're you're so great at that I mean they should they should have you up there because you know Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik have got nothing on you I'm going to say when it comes to uh, Jeopardy. <laughs> I didn't get I didn't and, get into the round yeah. of uh, you know guest hosts so oh, I guess okay. that's why all right they're saving you to be permanent host that's probably how that's that's, that, that's going to work it. Charles Clarkson because he, he was on the air with us last week he is so amazing I'm sure that'll be a fabulous talk yeah Ch- Charles him. is a great lecturer he is so passionate about birds um, it's great for him to be here, and it's great for him to ha- for us to get him uh, on the 
on the show. Yes, indeed. I wanted to know because this is happens to be my favorite raptor. Uh, maybe maybe you don't know this yet, or will there be a Harris's hawk there this year? They are you. So the birds are always subject to the birds. Um, hmm. We were having a bald eagle on both days, but one of the eagles uh, uh, needed to uh, stay off presentation. So it's Saturday. Will be the bald eagle there. We normally have snowy owls, barred owls, great horned owls, kestrels, but I'm not um, sure. And usually someone brings a Harris, but Mm -hmm. it'll it'll be a surprise. That's why you're going to have to come both days. Both days to make sure you got it covered there. Okay. That's right. That's if I always say this about the Harris's hawk, if you were designing a hawk, that's how it would come out. If you could make it look, you know, how you, how you wanted it to. It's such a spectacular spectacular bird. Jeff, the place where this is happening is at the uh, Audubon Society of Rhode Island Nature Center and Aquarium in Bristol. And I'd have to mention this. It's such a beautiful place. It's such an amazing place. Tell us a little bit about that, would you? So, yes, this is our, uh, our, it's the state's largest aquarium. I always preface that saying we're Rhode Island, but uh, it's a beautiful 28-acre refuge. It sits right on Narragansett Bay. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, all all persons accessible trail down to um, the East Bay bike path, which bisects us, so you can get there by bike, yeah. and then a quarter mile boardwalk all the way down to the shore of Narragansett Bay. It's a, uh, it's beautiful. We have a new pollinator garden um, mm-hmm. uh, that we've been working on all through COVID. It's just gorgeous, and um, it's a uh, it's a beautiful spot to take a weekend. Br- Br- mm-hmm. Bristol is a nice town, very nice community. So there's plenty of things to do. Go get something to eat afterwards. Mm-hmm. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, Bristol is a beautiful place. And the view from from the Nature Center there uh, is just, just so spectacular over Narragansett Bay, as you describe. And I've been on that bike trail, too. That is great. That goes from all the way from Providence to Bristol, I think. Is Bristol, right? yeah. yeah. It's, a nice, it's a nice ride. And you take a stop, you know, and come up and see us at the center. Sounds like a good plan there. So this Big Raptor Festival, September 10th, 11th, Audubon Society, Rhode Island, the Nature Center and Aquarium, Bristol, Rhode Island, and anything else we should know about, you know, learning about how to get there and that kind of stuff? It's uh, So it's on Route 114, so it's right off 195, coming through Mass and Rhode Island. It's 10 to 4. Uh, it's $17 per person for non-members if you're a member of Audubon. You, it's, a, it's a discount, and of course, you can also join that day as well. Wow. Yeah, and um, you want to bring a water bottle mm-hmm. because we'll have water stations, but we're not. Ah. It's a water water bottle free zone. And we're love, not handing out any water bottles. I love that. And there'll be there'll be food um, and 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 activities for all ages, from mm-hmm. little kids to, again until our to our big Jeopardy, um, Jeopardy program on Sunday. All right, Jeff Hall. Audubon Society of Rhode Island, Senior Director of Advancement and Possible Raptor Wrangler. Thank you so much, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Ray, I'm looking for lessons. Thank you. (laughs) All right. ASRI.org, by the way, is the website. Jeff Hall here on Talking Birds. Up next, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. 
Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. That's our mystery bird, a striking member of the Corvid family with patchy black and white coloring, a stout dark bill, very dark, and glossy iridescence on its wing and, or its wings on its long tail. Two of one, one of the other. Our bird, which is a year-round resident from Alaska and western Canada, down through northern California and the Great Plains, is often seen sitting on fence posts and road signs, flashing those white patches, those white wing patches, in flight, in vocalizing, in a stream of those sharp nasal calls. Our bird feeds on insects and carrion and is known to pluck ticks from the backs of moose and cows and probably deer. So, that's our mystery bird, and the prizes include the beautiful, original, iconic A6F Droll Yankees Classic Bird Feeder, still being imitated all over the world, plus a 12-ounce bag of our favorite coffee, delicious, bird-friendly, certified, organic, shade-grown birds and beans coffee. And here's the important part. is the phone number, which we urge you to call as soon as you can, so we'll have time for our contest. That would be 781 781- Eight three seven four nine hundred. Here it is again. It's seven eight one eight three seven four nine hundred. Give us a call as soon as you can for a mystery bird contest coming up next. It's Mike O'Connor. It's Let's Ask Mike live in just one minute. Beautyo Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology, from field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. This winter, join us in Trinidad and Tobago, a tropical birding hotspot, or go beyond the beaches in the DR. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit questnaturetours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. Well, it's getting into uh, political season, as we all know, so uh, everybody has to have a platform for that, and guess who has one? That would be our own Mike O'Connor, uh, down there at the Bird Watchers General Store on Cape Cod. Uh, good morning, uh, uh, Senator. Uh, uh, con- Congressman, I'm not sure what... Actually, you're not running for anything, but you do have a, a platform, or you have some thoughts about platforms, I guess would be a better way to describe yeah, it. Just a, a writing campaign is all I'm doing. Write in. Okay. Right. How do you spell that again? Mike. M-I-K-E. 
Everybody knows legendary. that. You called me legendary earlier. Yeah. So, it's, so it's legendary, Mike. If that doesn't get me through, I don't know why. Legendary Mike. That sounds like a good handle anyway for you know, Twitter <laughs> or something like anyway, that. Anyway, yeah. happy Labor Day, everybody. And we're going to talk about um, bird feeders and, and mm. you know... Birders are the ultimate control freaks, especially backyard birders. You know, <laughs> we want the goldfinches, we want the hummingbirds, we yeah. just want the cardinals, mm-hmm. we just want the little birds. We want, and so we've got all these feeders that are specific or different kinds of food that's specific for a certain species or uh, type of food. But I, I decided to put up a feeder that allowed everybody to come. It's the old school platform feeder that my grandparents had not the actual one but like that mm-hmm. and i put it in my backyard and i put it on a post with a, a baffle to keep the critters off and then i sit on the up on my back deck every evening after work and before i get on i load it with a cup of bird seed usually it's from the store that like i've spilt on the floor or somebody ripped the bag and i just take up the assortment of all kinds of seeds we have and i just dump it in there and it's been by far the most successful feeder i've had in a long time i just the birds know when i'm coming home and i take the seed and i dump it in there and the first bird on it which is probably kind of unique to my part of the world is the uh a male herring gull that's sitting on the roof of my neighbor's house and boom it comes down and it flies down there and it starts eating right away and the blue jays hear the gull squawking and they come and they land up in all the trees around there and there's bunches of blue jays and they're not happy that the gull's in there and the gull actually doesn't really seem to be excited about the bird seed but it shows up every day and then eventually it leaves and the jays come down from all direction probably like 15 of them it's like a fumble in football they're all screaming they're all hitting the seat and it's, it's it's quite a show and then eventually they leave and some of the smaller birds move in some woodpeckers move in but the actual boss of this open tray believe it or not those, those lowly morning doves once they get in there nothing will land they have these you know most birds use their beak to poke their neighbors these morning doves use their wings and they flap it like really hard hmm. and even the jays get knocked off the thing wow. so and you know and we just watch there's none of this like everybody else i want the pretty birds i want this we just let the birds okay. sort it out and they they work it out and it's uh it's a pretty exciting thing and then eventually we you know the, at the end of the day the uh the birds kind of go away because if the sunset comes in and just as it gets dark and you can barely see them, but you can hear them chipping, the cardinals come in. I know everybody likes cardinals, but the cardinals have a system. And as it gets darker and darker, they come out and you can hear them out there chipping away and they have the whole feeder to themselves because it's too dark for everybody else. It's really a good feeder and you can buy one or you can make your own. It's just a simple square um, with a screen on the bottom to let the rain drain through if it ever rains again. And then you can put it out in your yard and you don't have to worry of, to let the birds sort out who comes. Yeah. You don't have to be the bird police. They're in charge, especially those morning doves. They seem so innocent, but I look out. Oh, man, they're the best. They're spicy as heck. All right, Mike, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on our show number 900. Oh, I can't sleep. I just can't sleep. I'm thinking about this. All right. Talk to you then, Mike. All right. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Uh, Coming up, it's our Mystery Bird Contest, the actual contest right after this. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds' conservation and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. 
Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. Not much time for our mystery bird contest, but we'll uh, see what we can do here. Our striking member of the Corvid family is our mystery bird with patchy black and white coloring, a stout dark bill, glossy iridescence on its wings, and long tail. And uh, Kristen, I'm sorry, it's Kristen who is right here in our hometown of Marshfield, Massachusetts, is first on the line there. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. Good morning. Happy uh, Labor Day weekend to you. Thank you. You also. Yeah, thanks very much. Well, you heard our clue, I believe, uh, Kristen, on the mystery bird, and you say it is what? I think it's the black-billed magpie. Let me check and see if that is... No, I don't need to check. The audience is already... Ah, oh, you've got a cheering audience there, too. I know, yes. Nice. <laughs> black-billed magpie is correct. Thank you, Kristen, and stand the line, and we'll get your info. Thank you. All right. The black-billed magpie, our uh, mystery bird this morning. Well, as I uh, kind of alluded to a moment ago with Mike, uh, next week, kind of a big deal, we think. It's kind of a big milestone. Show number 900 of Talking Birds. And guess who our special guests will be next week? Our own Debbie Bleacher and Freya McGregor and, of course, Mike O'Connor. And we'll have a lot of special things, including a kind of a big announcement that we are pretty excited about and that we think uh, or hope that you will be, too. That's on our show number 900. Thanks for being with us. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod, birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics, with the VIP warranty. Their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautyo Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautyobooks.com.